Welcome, my friends, to Scrime Your River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, good to be back in the saddle for... It's funny, why do we record in sa- on saddles? Like, that's... Why was that something I won't we decided lie, like, to do? The, 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 the chafing alone is yeah. like a non-zero cost to record in the podcast. Why did we decide that that was something that we had to do with this podcast, though? Like, what's Record the, it on horseback. Well, uh, not even on horseback. I mean, it's very difficult to get access to a horse at the moment, but just like set up a saddle with... On, I thought like, it was a, a sponsorship block. from Megan Simpson Equestrian. Maybe I'm wrong about that. MeganSimpsonEquestrian.com, my friends. If you're in the Scotland Central Belt area and you're in need of top-tier... Uh, equestrian services, coaching, in about, riding in instruction. In about two or three months, probably. In about two or three months. <laughs> you can go to MeganSimpsonEquestrian.com. You know what she doesn't have, Dennis? What? MeganSimpsonEquestrian.net. Oh, my God. The door's so, open. See, that one's available. Are you quick. actually going to buy it? Here's the trick, mate. This, this doesn't work as well on normal, normal members of society because most people don't care about .net. Yeah, having a de- .net. Okay, I'll leave that one then. I'll leave that one. <laughs> um, do you know what James did? I did. Unbelievable. James Keating, our good friend, uh, producer of all well, the Well, okay, I'll Robert's stop you there. Before, before we go too deep on good friend, let's let's talk about what he's done before we go too deep on good friend, Dennis. He's gone, done, and purchased RileyKnight.net, mate. Unbelievable. And the thing is, if someone bought RileyKnight.com, I'd be like, I don't care. I mean, no, it's, a, it's, it's RileyKnight.com belongs to a newsreader from, I think, Florida? I can't remember, right? But she's this. We she's looked this, this up once. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a she's like a news correspondent, right? For an American for an American news channel. I can't remember where exactly yep. in the she states. She is a morning news producer at Ten News WTSP in Tampa, Florida. In Tampa, Florida. Yeah, there you go. Don't care about that. Don't care about. Yeah, uh, she's like Riley. You got you got strong competition. I know. I really do. I really do. There, there are a lot this of is a slick website too. You're boned. There are a lot of very powerful Riley Knights out there. There's the um, the Australian Rules football player. He's a good-looking bloke. Biceps the size of your head. I'll tell you what. Righty. She, d- she did a report on Megacon Orlando with a bunch of people dressed in, like, nerdy stuff. I think you could get an interview with Riley Knight. We could probably... we could, there's, I, I would love to get Riley Knight, the news reporter, Riley Knight, the football player, and Riley Knight, the, the nerdy children's card game commentator, just for Riley Knight Fest. Riley, I think... Here, here's the great thing about me. Go on. I think that you have close to every Dennis Stranek in the world on this podcast every week. Like, it's a high percentage. Yeah, yeah. This this, this is almost very much Dennis Stranek Fest. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of you. There aren't a lot of you. Anyway, no. so so James Keating, our producer and friend, he did buy uh, RileyKnight.net, which annoys me more than RileyKnight.com would be. Because you're a crazy person. Because I do like the .net suffix. So Can you can you explain that a little bit? Is it because .com is supposed to be for commercial? That's that's part of it, but I did I you know what it's one of those things that I read somewhere, never fact-checked and just decided this is the truth now. And I I I don't like it when people do this, but I'm I'm going to be very honest and say that that's what I did. Uh-huh. When I read that some, you know, I don't know if it was Tim Berners-Lee or like some guy, right? Some early internet honcho was like we honestly intended .net to be the default uh, mm-hmm. thing for all websites. And I was like, I'm going to fight that fight. And I did that literally when I was 19. And ever since you're you you were a contrarian pitchfork reading teenager though, right? I, I definitely was. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm not. I don't read pitchfork anymore. But the rest, and I'm not a teenager anymore. But yeah, the rest of it's probably true. Um, but yeah, no, I was like, yeah, I, it was very. It, it came out from a great a place of great like, oh, I'm going to do it differently, right? Fight the man, yeah, exactly. And now now it's just oh, I'm in too deep, Dennis. My nails are colored. My nail my my colors are nailed to the .NET mast. I can't change you're, it. You're just in too deep, and you're trying to keep all the thoughts above your head just just to keep them going under. You know how it is. Are those song lyrics? It's a Sum 41. 
Oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is Arena Boys all of a sudden. My goodness. Wow. Anyway, do they do that to you all the time? Well, they do that to me all the time. There's uh, quoting songs, and I don't, because I, I have such good taste in music, I don't understand most. Because of all the pitchfork you're in. Well, okay, I don't okay. understand this, most. In, this in this podcast, most, as always, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by channelfireball.com. The. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what's the yeah, channel with it. No, let's have a look at that channel there's no way really we good. don't have it if we don't have it we will by the time this podcast over John Sasso would have taken care of that oh yeah he definitely 100%. would have taken care yeah, of that yeah redirects right away yeah, redirects straight away <laughs> yeah 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 okay we can't say that Channelfireball.net, my friends. Uh, you can you can over there tell tell people about uh, about, about what's going on channelfireball.net, Dennis what we got working on now Riley is um, we've leveled up we've leveled up it's no to longer CFP channel- it's no longer CFP amateur it's CFP Pro. CFP Pro. And I assume our letter to be included in the CFP Pro deck vault for our wise, uh, you know, nuggets of wisdom we yeah. bestow on our listeners every week is just, it just got lost in the digital post. It's got lost in the digital post. Um, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy this podcast while it's free, suckers, because we'll be with that premium content before very much longer. You would have thought, Dennis, this is amongst probably the best magic content on the internet, I would say. One, one, mainly because it's so, so, determinedly humble. magic I think it's because it's so humble it's very we're very Dennis I've always maintained that humility is really one of my best features <laughs> it really is um, but uh, I would say that this hard-hitting magic podcast Scrymia River Smarmia River really is amongst the best uh, Smarmia River Smarmia River the ATM, ATM machine Smarmia River exactly um, is amongst the best uh, magic content on the internet and so deserves to be alongside the likes of Martin User, Andrea Mangucci, Reed Duke, uh, William Huey Jensen, LSV, uh, all the stuff that's uh, th- that you can access uh, at CP Pro. Also, what is going on with the pricing structure, Dennis? What do you mean? You don't like it? No, Dennis, like, you were in these meetings, mate. Dennis, you're one of the fat cats at CFB. What are you doing? You're giving people money to sign. Usually, when stuff's stuck behind a paywall, right, the idea mm-hmm. that there's, there's an operative word with paywall, Dennis. Do you know which word mm-hmm. it is? It's pay. Yeah, we are paying. No, no, you're supposed to make the people <laughs> pay you for the stuff in the paywall. You're not supposed to give them then the money back. What Riley is referring to is the uh, CFB Pro Plus subscriptions, where if you pay nine ninety nine a month, you get ten dollars back in store credit every month, or if you buy a year for ninety nine ninety nine, you get a hundred and twenty dollars in store credit over the course of the year. So in that, in some in some essence, we are paying you to read the content at CFB. I mean, Pro. in the essence, it's like you're going to buy these stupid pieces of colorful cardboard anyway. You may as well buy them at CFB right, because you buy they're magic literally car- if you, if, paying you to do this and to read. If you buy con- magic cards. With any degree of regularity at all. Magic product, honestly, if you live in the US, especially, you can buy steel product as well with your store credit. Obviously, you can, you know, buy stuff at a booth. You can, if you live in, if you happen to live in San Jose, you can spend store credit at the game center. But, um, yeah, it's a hell of a deal. I don't, there's, um, we we, we've been joking and spinning, but honestly, like. I wish I'd been in those meetings. Couple of sleepy heads in that meeting, couple of people dozing off on that Zoom meeting and being like, yep, approved. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm sure it'll be good. What is going on? You're giving away story. You're paying. You're paying people to 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 access you. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think. I think the 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 CFP the the head honchos the fat cats they saw paywall and they're like yeah sure this is I bet this is how it works I won't check. I won't check. No need to Google that. No need to Google that. I think we got it down right. We pay people store credit to what do other articles. I'm sure it's fine. Anyway, CFP yeah, we pay pro- them. We they they like, we make them pay to build the wall. That's how it works. Right? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. I apologize, everyone. That's awful. Anyway, 
Um, CP Pro, if you want to level up, I'm not even American. I don't, I don't think I can like it. No, I don't. I, 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 I'm just staying well away from the treacherous waters. Um, CP Pro, get across it. All the best. Uh, all the best content. No, not all the best content. Most of the best content on CFP Pro. For some reason, you know, a lot of stuff I make. Not I don't, look. I don't know. Whatever. Jeez. Okay. Whoops. I'm getting so angry. I'm throwing stuff around there. Anyway, should we start the show? Riley, no, please. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start the show. <laughs> So Dennis, rather than rather than deal with any advice or anything else like that right now, um, you specifically wanted to talk about yeah, I, uh, dear Scrimy River, I have a question. Yeah, we, we're kind of getting is, into like Magic FM ma- territory with this one, but you yeah, know, yeah, I, I, don't don't I don't care. I don't care. What are they going to do, what, Dennis? Dennis, what are they going to do? I mean, one of them, one of them, like signs your paychecks. So. Yeah, well, what's, what's he going to do? I'm not scared. I'm uh, cancel. Oh. I'm a little. Yeah, yeah. Pause <laughs> the, the podcast. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah. Go on. Go on. Go on. Sorry. Uh, is magic dead, Riley? No. No. So many things have killed magic. It, 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 magic just lives in a permanent Lazarus pit. Planeswalkers killed magic. The new border up, uh, killed magic. The holographic stamp Arena killed, killed magic. magic. Hmm. What's the silliest thing that people have claimed killed magic? Or was going to kill magic. Oh, mate, I can't even think about it. Like this, like, there's so many small things that people are like. This is it. This is the end. Like red getting reach. That was weird. Though. It really <laughs> does annoy me. Like Gem Razor has. Why does Gem Razor have reach? What's it doing? Is it just yeeting crystals into the air to throw it? Like it doesn't. Oh, it annoys me. I tacked into a Gem Razor. And I was like, why? What is this? Why does it have reach? Mm-hmm. So magic is dead because now weird creatures have reach. But no, Dennis, that's not what we want, what we want to talk about. No, magic is dead because companion- we Yu-Gi-Oh now, boys. Yeah, we Yu-Gi-Oh now. Yep. Side deck, main deck, bottom deck, top deck. Fusion deck, Fusion X and deck. Y cards, yep. synchros. Yep. yep. It does feel as though... So, I, I, I don't know if I can come with you on the Yu-Gi-Oh thing, but I'm because I'm largely ignorant of that. I just burnt all my knowledge in those last 20 seconds. Well, that's kind of it, right? But I we got a bunch of free runway now. Like, a lot of the new uh, Ikori cards literally do look like Pokemon. The most egregious of this is Snapdax, which... No, the most egregious of this is Gorion, which even sounds like a Pokemon. No, no, it's Snapdax. Snapdax. Mate, Snapdax, it evolves at level 35 from, from Flipdax, right? <laughs> like, it's definitely... That's just a Pokemon. And it's art. It's regular art. It looks like a Pokemon. But all, yeah, all the... Uh, look, all that stuff aside, whatever. Gorion sounds more like a Pokemon to me, mate. Gorion or Snapdax? No, Snapdax... If, if, I, if, I, if you had to pick which one of them was a Pokemon, it's Snapdax every time. Right, but in the in 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 current Pokemon, Snapdax would be like a phone with Snapchat installed on it. That's true. Yeah, actually, if I said, "What do you think?" Snapdax it'd be a Polaroid is? camera. It would be a Polaroid camera. No, it'd be a it'd be a digital app that replicates a Polaroid camera. Polaroid camera. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this isn't what we wanted to talk about either. <laughs> um, the companion mechanic, Dennis. Everybody hates it, Riley. Everyone disliked that. Everyone disliked that. I don't know if everyone disliked that, but I think everyone definitely is aware of the fact that this is like this is what's known in the business as a game changer, mm-hmm. and not necessarily for the better. I don't know. I I think I think they're a problem. I think the companions are an ish, to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think that I don't think that's a particularly hot take. No. What do you think is the problem? Do you think it's power level or deck building restriction or the fact you get a free eighth card? I in think your it's hand? because you start with an eighth card in your hand when in every other game of Magic, the Gathering, a deck master. No, no, but Riley, once upon a time is too consistent. It must be banned. It must be banned. Yeah, I mean now it's like you. I think one of the one of the one of the things about giving someone like as someone who plays a lot of Commander, right? Mm-hmm. You. You build- this immediately invalidates any opinion you have, by the way, but go ahead. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Oddly, that would be true. 
in every like as it, when a commander player comes into competitive magic and says like well, there's someone who plays a lot of Commander, no, no, no. and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, mate. You're used to casting Genesis Wave and, and, and you know, uh, bribery and whatever. And Wait, is bribery legal in Commander? Mm-hmm. Is it? Mm-hmm. I always forget. Because they ban- It's so good. There are some weird cards that they ban in Commander that I just, like, don't even touch because I'm like, ah, it's probably banned, right? Anyway, whatever. Right? I, I don't I think I used to play it, so but bribery should be banned in Commander for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, bribery's legal in Modern. This is the thing. I didn't realize it was legal in Modern. Bribery's my favorite magic card. I know it's your favorite magic card, mate. I know. I know anyway, 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 legal in all formats, baby. Anyway, yeah, it's standard, beautiful. Um, anyway, um, this is actually a situation where commander players can come in and actually give a bit of a bit of perspective and advice here, right? Mm-hmm. Starting with an eighth card in your hand that you have built your deck around is extremely powerful. And even mm-hmm. if you don't have constant access to the companions like you do with your commander, the fact that you can build a Garuda deck. I mean, the first time you do. No, no, but as in, like, sorry, it dies and you get it back, he dies, yeah. you get it back. That's what, that's, what, that's what I mean by constant access, right? But you also get to put three other ones in your deck for what it's worth, but that's by the by. That's also a very good point, and I think Garuda is the worst example, the most egregious example of this, the fact that you can build a deck around an effect that you are guaranteed to have access to at no cost to your opening hand. Yeah, it's a ramp deck with that all this is its payoff. It's bonkers. It is really, it really is too good. And I think some of the companions were aimed a little better, like Zerda, the fox that requires you to have activated abilities which mm. reduces the cost of those activated abilities to a minimum of one, right? Yeah. Now, it's it, like it's conceivable that you could do something broken with that, but you're it's still- It's really Luris, man. That's the problem, right? Pardon? Luris, that's the problem? Luris is- Luris, because it's the ones that get immediate value the turn you play them, right? That your opponent can't do anything about. Luris, Gairuda, uh, Yorion, you know, they, these, are the com- these are the companions that it's just like, what? what? Do, you, and do you know what I'm worried about it? I don't think- like. I don't think it's worth it. In what sense? Like, these these cards are really powerful, right? Uh-huh. They're doing potentially broken things. I think it's good that R&D takes risks and does stuff that's potentially broken, but the the amount of fun that these things are creating, right? Yeah, it's net loss, I'm sure. It's a net... Almost certain exactly. They've pushed, they've pushed something, I think, in a direction that is actually, is actually unhealthy. I don't want to be one of those people like, oh, ban everything, ban wizards, ban magic, ban whatever, right? But... This seems to be another one where they've just like, well, this this the, the the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, right? Making these companions, pushing this boundary, because either like, what happens if you get it right? You change the game forever. If you get it wrong, it either either they have no impact, right? Which is maybe even the best case scenario in this situation. If you get it wrong, the other end they break a bunch of formats wide open, which seems to be what's happening here with with even like vintage and legacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm worried, man. I'm pretty worried. Like this is, I'm worried that. <sighs> We're gonna, I'm worried we're going to see more bans. I'm worried we're going to need to see more bans. And mm. if we need to see more bans, then I'm worried even if they ban stuff, it's bad. If they don't ban stuff, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bad look, right? 2019 had more standard bans since, like, we've ever had since, like, Mirrodin. Chuff, I'm about to keep up, we have to keep updating our In Memoriam video. Yeah. <laughs> so much work for Juan. He's sitting there, yeah. like, bloody hell, doing this again? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, like, I think these cards, like, they break a fundamental rule of the game. Yep. They, they, it's it's so the 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 like I don't think a lot, especially newer players. I don't think it's oh, it's, it's, it's only a three mana three three that's extra card in your hand. It's only a six mana six six whatever. It's like no, you're it's an eighth card. And do you know how valuable an eighth card is in your hand? Yeah, I do. Do you know how bad mulliganing is? Exactly. It's that think, valuable. Think, think of that. Think about how reluctant you are to mulligan to uh, mulligan to six, mulligan to five. Right when you're playing a companion deck, you mulligan to seven. It's I don't know. I don't know, Dennis. I don't, I don't think I think it's difficult to overstate the. 
the the potential impact of these of these companions they're they're really they're really strong man they're really really strong i mean here's the thing like Lurus is really strong garuda's that, that deck is pretty weak to counter spells i mean you have like essence I and mean, now we're just a different podcast by the way yeah yeah but uh fine. you have the um as what's the card called essence spinner essence, essence scatter oh oh um the what destiny spinner what destiny spinner yeah because it makes your spells uncounterable sure sure um, but other than that, Garuda is very weak to counter spells. Yeah. Do you know? Okay. He, do you want to hear a really, really dumb thing about Garuda? You might not know this. I'm sure there are some listeners who are going to learn this for the first time. Dennis, what do you think happens if you play a ley line and your opponent plays Garuda? Oh, nothing. They still get the creature, man. Yeah. yeah. Garuda's long tentacles can reach all the way into that the way exile, into the zone. exile zone. Yeah. And, Garuda's and, seen the cards that were put into the graveyard this way. Yeah. She doesn't care if they were put into exile no. this way. She's touched them already. Yeah. Already, already brought back by the, uh, by the big crack in there. Uh, Grafdigger's Cage does work. Yeah. So Hushbringer also works, but then you. I'm less worried Lurus, about Garuda so. and more worried about Lurus. I guess you're taking a broader view of things because Luris is going to well, be... Also, I, I also have the CFE Pro subscription, which gives me access to the standard power rankings as written by William Huey Jensen. Oh, so. and what's on the top of that one? I guess you can't share. Can you give us a hint? I can give you a hint. Can give I me a hint. Ch- uh, you know, just, we, double, we, we just, do- just double check. I can just double check. Double check. But yeah, I think Luris, in, in the broader scope of magic, like in um, Vintage Legacy Modern... Uh, I mean, it, you can just play it in Modern, in, in, like the, in Modern Burn for free. You just put a couple of extra... Sacred Foundry's in, and then you've got a three mana, a three mana, uh, uh, threat that lets you play your, your Goblin Guards, your Nodolans again if you want to. It doesn't, even, I mean, I don't even know if that's the best thing to do, but you can just do that. All righty. You should still subscribe to CFP Pro for all the deck guides and everything. Uh, most of the deck vaults with the real value is, to be honest. But I'm happy, I'm happy to share that number one and number two in the standard power rankings are Orzov Lurus and Rakdos Lurus. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, yeah. I don't know. Look, I've I've always avoided being a chicken licking the sky is falling magic is dead, but here's here's the advice. Keep these companions very close in mind as you as you uh assail whichever format it is you prefer to mm-hmm. because I really think these cards are over the line. I really do. Riley, we got an inbox full, just chock full, full to the brim of everyone's favorite Scrying River content. That's right, my friends. It's time for the it's time for the smart content that you crave. It's time for Power Moves. Paul Daniels writes with a power move, Riley, and says, Don't know if this counts as a power move or not, but we'll be the judge of that, but definitely made me feel powerful. Back during the Splinter Twin era, a friend loaned me a red-white homebrew modern deck. I sit down for the PPTQ round one and open up with Plains Pass. My opponent goes Island, Serum Visions, and immediately goes to Scry. Wait, 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 I say. He looks perplexed, and after a second or two, I follow up with, Yeah, okay. Next turn I play another land and pass, and on his second turn, without playing a land, he goes to Serum Visions again. As he's reaching for the top of his deck, I cast Manita. He stops, blinks, and reads the card. I thought you were just trying to, to mind game me. Wow. Uh, past turn, I guess. So good. And there's so much going on in this power move as well. I mean, so I did, he, he, did he have the mana tie turn one? Well, this is what I'm wondering. I'm wondering whether it was just like a warning shot. Because, it's, you know, obviously when you're playing a game, you shouldn't just assume you... I mean, it's, everyone knows about mana tie by now, right? So, but, but also, like, what, also mana tie is one of those, those, those spells that falls off. You need to use it when you can. Yeah, exactly. So did did Paul have the mana tie in hand and choose not to use it turn one? Like, I'll, get, I'll, get him, I'll get him turn two, right? But what I love about this, 
is warning your opponent it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe like what happened here is the opponent was like, oh, he's just bluffing. Yeah, exactly. He would obviously have monetized the, the turbo servers if he could. Yeah, and then get him. And you get a second turn. You, it, nah. you know, in, it's, I, instead of like why, like you, you're ratcheting up the tension. But yeah, he, he he looked down and he said, "No, no, no, mate. Chekhov's manatide is not ready to come off the wall yet. Like we got we got a little more time in the oven on this." It's one. unbelievable because you're then also when you go planes. Whoa, hang on, I might counter something. You immediately put manatide in their head. Just a then, reminder that this non-blue counter spell even exists. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So immediately your opponent's going, "Well, should I start playing around manatide now? I guess I'll play." Well, my it looks land like the opponent had no choice. They're stuck on one land by the sounds of it. Well, uh, this is the thing. Like, but but, but this. Were they stuck on one land, or did they just go? Oh, I'll see what land I draw with the serum visions. Like, really? I think I knew what happened. Go on. I think they got shame landed. I think they got shame. Oh, they definitely got shame landed. Yeah, they did. I, I, like. Do they you want to explain the shame land to the fine folks at home? Yeah, tell them about the shame land. No, it's your song, mate. You oh, they, I, I did write a song about the shame land. Yeah. So the shame land is when you. So let's say. In this got, scenario, for example, you got yeah, we got you got usually the mana, mana leak is the one that I use, right? You got four mana out. You play your two drop. They mana leak it. And then you have to shamefully put the fifth land that was in your hand into play that would have afterwards in- afterward yeah. that would have invalidated their mana leak. And you can try to play it off as like, oh, I was baiting. Oh, you know, I was trying to. No, you got done. You got done and you had to play the shame land. And there are some people who will just never do it. They'll just never that play. Be, that might be what happened. That might be what happened. Just I never mean, it's play- pretty bad the shame land is your second land of yeah, the game. Yeah, it's pretty bad if you're, <laughs> if a mana tithe is. Turns uh, into a time walk. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty disgusting there. So Paul Daniels. Incredible execution on that one, like telegraphing the card, not catching them by surprise, being like, "Whoa, whoa mm. hang on, don't you don't get to resolve that yet until I say so, because I've got an open white mana. I might have a mana tide. You put that idea in the head, and then you still get them with that card because they didn't play around it. Beautiful, can't fault the execution. Another power move coming in from J Maz, regular contributor. Yeah, names etched into the Power Move Hall of Fame. Jay That's Maz. it. Slight, uh, slightly below some other names, though, I would say. Mark Boyd. Mark Boyd. Absolutely. I mean, Jay Maz is a... Uh, Jay Maz well, is a second. A, 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 yeah, a second fiddle. Very much a second fiddle. Jay Maz, as someone who constantly attempts to power move both you and me, Dennis, I feel no shame in calling him out for being second because he's always all, he's always looking for edge. Go all on. quiet on the Boyd front. All quiet. No, no Boyd, Boyd has, Boyd has mic- dropped the mic. Boyd has dropped the mic. Need I remind you? So for those of you new listeners, welcome. By means welcome. Pa- Mark Boyd used to submit power moves every week and they would always be the best power moves I've ever heard, right? He went quiet. We thought he'd, he, we thought he'd, 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 uh, sh- he sh- you know, he'd, he'd, he shot, he'd shot, he shot. Then actual human earth, earth, regular post mail uh, turned up mm-hmm. in my mailbox and in Dennis' mail. We have no explanation how, how we did. We have no idea how we got our addresses, right? Mm-hmm. He sent us power move a power move in the post power move manifesto a categ- a method to quantitatively categorize and rank power moves which we always wanted to use and then didn't because it was kind of hard and we we're both very lazy but um mm-hmm. yeah and I haven't heard from him again it's the mic drop and you know what I, I think you i think you just go out in a high like that mark boyd if you're listening mate we miss you so much and thank but you for all, all you've done jamas jamas like you said right i guess right, you know an, ex- an acceptable runner-up i guess it'll Oof. do yeah the, the the mark boyd consolation prize jamas go and <clears throat> jamas says a topical power move that came accidentally. I first picked Yorion in an Ikoria draft in a, on Arena, so I forced the 60-card deck. Yorion is the companion we are talking about before. You have to play 20 more cards than, than you would normally. Mm-hmm. Much to my horror, 
when the, f- the first game started, I realised Yorian was in my deck and not in my sideboard, declared as my uh, companion. And he'd still built the stupid 60-card deck. He's still playing 60-card decks, right? Went on to win that match and then just couldn't pass on the power move equity. Of course you can't. You've already won. You can't turn around. You didn't make it as companion? You, you, no, you can't, mate, because you can't admit, you can't admit you've made a mistake. You think, oh no, I meant to do it the entire time. This is exactly what I meant. Each time I cast Yorian from my hand, I could feel as my opponent was seething how they're losing to this imbecile that can't even work the, uh, the interface. And of course, I ran the table. Well, James, so if, like, if you feel the need to lie about your success, that's fine. We'll let you do I'm that. Arena, it shows up under your name like it does in Brawl if you're using something as a companion. Yeah. Yeah. So they know you haven't done that. And they know but you have They'll also yeah. know you have 60 cards in your deck. Yeah, exactly. No, this is what I'm saying. James is like, James's power move, right, is to build a deck for which you can use your companion. And then not play the companion, right? It's wondrous. It's wondrous. It's like playing a Garuda deck without the Garuda. It's like, oh, I've, I'm only playing each even creature, even costed creatures, even costed cards, but no Garuda. Mm, yeah, and still winning. Oof. So according according to him, Dennis, according to him, Jamez says uh, he won. No, he, he probably did. He probably did. He's do you believe him around? The, do you believe him that he ran the table? Oh, he did put it in all caps. Does that make it more or less true? Less true. That that makes that less that makes that makes me doubt. Mm. I don't know. Press X to doubt. Yeah, I just wonder what running the table. I mean, if three three is running the table, I guess I'd give him that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, James, I was being very rude to you, buddy. But you know what? You you you've come at us. You've come at us in the past, so I, I don't feel too bad coming here. Anyway, James, we've got another power move here. This next power move is special, Riley. You know yeah, why? It contains on. the f- my favorite set of words for a podcast like ours. Yeah, go on. Long time, first time, baby. Oh, yeah. Long time listener, first time Tom writes in and says, long time listener, first time submitter to Scrammy River. I have played for a very long time, 20 years this past December. My, oh, my. That is a long time. It was a very long time. And I've been a moderate level tournament grinder for, a, but over the last few years, I had been mostly helping my LGS and encouraging new players. Okay. Re- retired, you know, giving yeah. back to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's been more important to enjoy the experience of the game and to craft decks by not knowing what their opponents are playing in advance. And I try to discourage them from biasing them that, to always say they're playing red-white vehicles. Most of this crowd started around Kaladesh. So whenever you sit down, basically whenever you sit down and playing, someone's like, what are you playing? It, it became like a joke, right? You say, I'm playing red-white red, vehicles. Uh, red, red, red vehicles, right? And, and, and yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this persists to this day, and sometimes certain people like to show up and try and snipe these newer players with tier decks, and these people always ask at the decks they're, t- they're playing, to which my locals now always say, oh, red white vehicles, even though there's no, no. vehicles really in standard There's not anymore. a red white vehicles deck, but I just love that, I love that Tom has engineered a situation in his LGS where now everyone, whenever you ask what they're playing, oh, but red, red, red white, red, red, red white vehicles, obviously, yeah. The power move, though, is I always keep a red white vehicle deck on me, that's standard legal, <laughs> currently runs Parhelion and Mizium Tank. <laughs> And if I notice one of these people adjusting their sideboard five minutes before FNM to account for people are actually playing, I'll play this red white vehicles. So deck. good, so good. Then I'll then when they ask, I'll say, "Oh, red white vehicles," and they'll laugh it off, but they don't realize it's the truth. And I'll play very dumbly to the locals because they know I don't care if I win or lose, and it's all a bit fun. But I'll make it a point to crush these strangers. Thanks for everything you and Dave do. Taking <laughs> me in this scenario, so I guess that's fine. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been called worse things than Dave. It's all right. Oh dear. So, 
This is a long one from Tom, and there's a reason I put it in largely unedited because I knew that Dennis wouldn't read it ahead of time. And you heard the fumbles. No way. You heard, I, I, I walked right in there. You heard the fumbles and the stumbles. And the other thing is, Tom, I won't lie. There were there were parts in the middle of the paragraph just because they're like long sentences. Reading them out loud is tricky. Yeah. But I just felt like I was having a stroke. Yeah, like, I was like, is no, this you, going? <laughs> you can hear it. So that's a power move and a power move. I just wanted I, yeah. like this is this is, that's 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 cla- that's peak Dave. Like that's 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 what's work, that's what that's what it's like working with Dave. Anyway, I love this. I love this from Tom because first of all, you engineer. This like in joke in your in your LGS, right? And then second of all, you know, no, De- Dennis, Dave, sorry, you know these people who mm. come to a shop and are like changing sideboard slots because they've seen there's an extra person on such and such. Yeah, a assholes, deck. right? Here. We don't need to like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love just running there, like, oh yeah, red white vehicles. Like, oh, this is not who it's just it's bloody shop and their red white vehicles, whatever. And then you sit down and actually try to crush them with Parhelion. Ah. Oh. I love it. It's so good. My, I mean, I hope it works because those are some bad cards. Yeah, man. you're playing really <laughs> bad cards, right? You're playing such bad cards just for this dumb joke. No, great stuff, Tom. That's uh, that that is a classic, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, altruistic, apparently. Yeah, to expose Dave there as well. I enjoyed that. Dennis, mm-hmm. I was issued with a challenge on Twitter. Ooh. I was issued with a challenge. Someone reached uh, through the pipes of the internet and slapped you with a glove. That's it. That's it. Matt Selwood has done exactly that. Uh, he, he's thrown down the gauntlet. And, so why, uh, why does throwing my gauntlet onto the ground signify challenging you into something? That's because we're going to fist fight. That's a very good question. I don't know what what is the what is the historical basis of throwing down the gauntlet. We'll get to your challenge in just a minute, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> this is much more important. Throwing down the gauntlet origin. Let's find out. Also, here. Selwood makes it sound like his ancestors were like carpenters for hire, by the way. Selwood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many. Like a cell sword. He, 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 they were throwing down hammers. They were throwing down hammers and chisels and uh, and swords. Yeah. yeah. Um. So obviously, everyone's aware of the 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 the, the tradition of throwing down a gauntlet. You you take off your like your your thick plate armor glove, um, and you'd throw it. Uh, you'd throw it at the feet of your opponent. Sometimes. Slap it, slap them with it as well. That um, would kill someone. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, but okay, uh, history dot com isn't telling me why this happened. Mate, get, go to history dot net, mate. That's where all the real facts are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand. Like, where, where does it come from? It, it's it says that it was a, an insult to throw it at the feet of your of, of an opponent. There, um, it just means to challenge someone. It derives from medieval knights when a knight would offer a challenge by throwing the gauntlet. Uh, on the ground the other night, acceptable challenge by picking up the gauntlet. Yeah, to but, take up the gauntlet. But why would you, like, where did it, why do we, okay. I, oh, Dennis, I've, I've figured it out now. I went to history.com. I, I needed to go to historyextra.com. That's that's where the and that's, and of course if you if you get the history extra plus subscription you get nine ninety nine history credit back every month and you get the you get the historical power rankings as well. Napoleon's yeah. doing real, really well this week. Um. Just doesn't explain it. It doesn't explain <laughs> it. It just says, "Oh, and as everyone knows, knights would throw down." I don't. I don't know where it came from. I. I, I okay. Well, this very uh, this this impromptu half hour history episode is uh, was was a bit of a stinker. There, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up, and I'm going to find. I'm going to I'm going to do some research there that isn't just done. Could you do an episode that was fly. just that's just on historical idioms? Be pretty good. They're, they're, usually, I like to have like a theme for it. We're talking about my history podcast, you can, which you can find, of course, at halfhousehistory dot com. By the way, you can go or dot net or dot net if you want to. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to use a stupid, uh, you know, correct uh, domain. Yeah, exactly. Domain that no one uses. Anyway, I'm going to pick up Selwood's gauntlet here, made of wood, mm-hmm. probably, and I'm going to I'm going to accept this challenge. Matt Selwood said, "I challenge you to address 
this interesting piece of magic history while maintaining your carefully cultivated PG image. So he linked to an article, right, that uh, it was like uh, about the origins of magic, about, uh, you know, basically an interview with Richard Garfield, right? And Dennis, I'm just going to read a small uh, excerpt from this article. I don't think it's going to do any damage to my carefully cultivated PG image. Already Everyone, already destroyed from playing Resident Evil on stream, by the way. We'll, not we'll true at all. Not true at all. Very family-friendly. Very family-friendly family friendly content creator. I am, you know, PG all the way. A couple of little poo jokes in here, there, and there. That's that's all safe. That's above board. That's fine, right? So this, I'm sure this isn't going to destroy my reputation, destroy my carefully cultivated PG image. <clears throat> all right. So the article is in the process of explaining how magic works. Getting any of these cards into play is accomplished by tapping or turning the land cards that you've played face up on the table. This gives your opponent a hint at what might be about to come their way, and even when you put a certain creature into play, you usually can't be used to damage to the next turn, unless the card is blah, 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 blah. Talking about, talking about tapping things, right? Tapping, yeah. tapping lands. In 1994, I'd been especially curious about the origins of the word tap. And here's what Richard Garfield had to say. We needed a word to indicate that the card was drawn. Garfield had told me, as in like it was using... It, you, Spent, yeah. You, you use, yeah, exactly. You were drawing power from it. Garfield continues, For a while, we were using cocked, he said, as in to cock your card, but that didn't have a very nice flavour to it. Tap seems good because it suggests you were drawing power from the card like I'm going to tap this mountain. Dennis, how different would magic be as a game today if we were cocking our cards? Or if we were just more like Richard Garfield is very dismissive of dismissive of the flavor of cock here. Like I think if we were just a little more open minded, I think it would be okay. I, like, think I don't be think fine. like I think I, cock rolls. Off, I think cock rolls off the tongue just fine. The mouthfeel of cock when it comes to playing magic, I think is you know it's fine. I mean, look, the nineties were a very different time, very very yeah, different yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. indeed. And you know, maybe that was that was not something that it would have flown necessarily then. But you know what? I don't feel bad about cock coming out of my mouth when I'm no. When I'm, I'd, I I I much prefer I much prefer cock to tapping something for sure. You'd rather cock than tap. I think I'd rather cock than tap because that's always a question I get asked by people when I'm playing. Like, what does tap mean? Oh, do you know what? Like people will actually literally like they'll use their finger and like tap on it, like you tap, tap on a door yeah, or something. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like no, 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 no. Whereas if you're cocking, I mean, everyone understands what's that, what's that, what that that involves. Pick it up like a shotgun, mate. <laughs> I actually genuinely like dirty sending words aside. I think cocking does sound cooler. I wish it didn't also mean willies. Mate, you can't... Uh, I'll cock three lands. No? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Like, it does, Like yeah, euphemisms aside... It's also more descriptive. To turn something... You're tapping it. Like, at an angle in, is as cocking. In ta- as in you tap like a maple tree for its syrup. Yeah, so we're drilling a small bit of metal into the side <laughs> of our <laughs> cars, are we? Into the side of our mountain. Yeah, all right, okay, okay. Where yeah. cocking something does mean like you cock an ear by turning your head to the side. And the other thing is... Cocking, I just realized as well, when you cock something, you're usually putting it to the side as well. Like, yeah, as you say, to cock, you cock, your, to cock your head, yeah. Yeah, you cock your head, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, they are cocked. Yeah. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should, we, we should be, we should be. La- ma- magic cards are cocked. We Soylent should, Green is people. We <laughs> like, should be, we should be cocking our cards. We should be cocking our cards. Yeah. I, do, I think I do a pretty good, I think I do a pretty good job cocking things up at the best of times in magic anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. The, the terminology synergy. of the game. <laughs> Dennis, Riley. a hidden special bonus feature coming your way. This is not something that was on the show notes, my friend. No. This is something. This is something that's coming your way. News to me as well. Unexpected. This one came in from uh, an anonymous submitter, Dennis, mm-hmm. who asks, 
Can you ask Dennis? I've got no idea where this is going, by the way. I've got no idea where this is going, and I don't even know if this is going to make it in. So if it stays in, you I'm know concerned. it's going to... If, if, I, if you can still hear my voice now, you know it's going to be good. Can you ask Dennis if he ever got over his addiction on MTGO of right-clicking and turning all of his yields <laughs> off and how it morphed into MTGA? P.S. He will be super embarrassed if you call him out on it. Dennis, care to explain? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who sent this in? I can't, I'm not. I'm not at liberty to divulge. I'm this trying to either. read it in the I, mirror behind I'm you. Not, I'm not at liberty to divulge uh, this information here. So, I'm not going to tell you who it was. Um, so back when we used to do videos for Windmill Slam, we used to film them on an old program. You know, back in the day, we used to have to walk uphill both ways to school. Yada yada. Yeah, yeah, called yeah. Magic the Gathering Online, which yeah. was more akin to doing the accountancy for a large, you know, firm that sells industrial drills than yeah. it was to actually playing Magic. Yeah. But um, it was the quick and ebooks all- of magic. Yeah. <laughs> so you could um, you know the way you have like a pass until end of turn button on arena. Mm-hmm. Well, that shortcut was F six on Magic Online. Yeah. Or in my case, I had it mapped to Q. And um, but often you would want to not like you'd be like, oh no, actually I do want to respond. Yeah. Right. So you Q basically all the time. Be like, oh, actually I do have a counter spell. And my that for me that was mapped to E. So I would be hitting E like a lot to be like, I actually have a response. Let's just be ready. But then you can also right-click and click turn off all auto yields, which I would do compulsively, constantly. So, which so you just constantly or, like you just constantly const- yeah ch- ch- going back like like a StarCraft player. Yeah, yeah, keep my keep my APM up. Yeah, yeah. Dennis, what was the point of this? Why were you doing this? To make sure my auto yields are off. But why? Don't like like. This isn't going to surprise anyone. When I used to play on Moto, I would set my yields, right? Oh, I set I would, those two. I set them too. Yeah, and I had F2, F6, and I yeah. had the, the cadence, the rhythm. I knew when I needed to press F2. And yeah, I needed part to of my F2. rhythm was clicking turn off auto yields roughly every 15 seconds. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just in De- case. Dennis. If you go back and watch a Wimbledon Slam video, it's in there. Th- this is the this is the wages of a lifetime of loosey goosey like just take the time to to set a little structure no. take the, how busy are you dennis you're so busy you can't just take i mean mate just mate, take your play i used to triple i used to triple q drafts that's not that's uh, triple triple q, your apm would have been like what four thousand you're yeah. right clicking q and e and all of them like, I, what? my my biggest my biggest disappointment with magic arena is that i can't double or triple q i guess yeah just i guess i guess you have to have you, oh, oh, get, get your laptop out Make another account, mate. Get it. Make a Smurf account. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way. That's but I used to literally. I, I I've recorded videos before triple queuing. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Sure. All right. I'm well, sure if you want to go and see that, all right. I'll tell you who sent it in, Dennis. I don't know if this name means anything to you. Phase by phase. Uh, it does not mean anything. To me. No, I'm not saying they probably they might have left comments on some videos, but it's been years, so I'm not saying I don't remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I, <laughs> we just just a little. A little brief inside, little glimpse into the world. And of even Dennis if, even if I did remember phase by phase, after after digging those skeletons out of that closet, I was never going to acknowledge them. Yeah, no of way. course, of course not. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scrimey River. It's been great to have your company, and of course, proudly sponsored by Welcome to the secret podcast within a podcast. Everyone home. Charizard and River will ride and I talk about the video games we've been playing this past week. I know I, I read that like we're on NPR, but anyway, here we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It should. Oh, Dennis, I've been streaming a lot, obviously. And um, some people like, oh, how many subs for you to do an ASMR stream? And I stream, I'm like, I, I don't, like, I'll just, I'll, like, 
I'll just do it. It's fine, mm, right? Attention, you say. Sold. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, the greatest <laughs> currency of all. People looking at me. Clout. So, so I started I started doing this, right? And I couldn't believe it. People, like, half the chat was like, oh, like, uh, uh, love it, amazing. And the other half were like, no, stop, please, anything to make this stop. So um, I'm glad I found, Divisive. like, the, the, the shatter point for my streaming, my, my, my community in the stream. They, they either love it or they hate it, uh, which is pretty wild. But, um... One game I was actually streaming was Slay the Spire. You mm, played this how'd game? that go? Um, really, really badly. Can I tell you why? <laughs> why is that? So I played Str- Slay the Spire almost exclusively on aeroplanes. Right. Right? It's just because whenever I had an, an internet connection, I'd play Magic, right? But Slay the Spire was a good... It's an offline game. It's amazing. You should you should try it. It's very, very good. It's like a deck building... Not quite a drafting game. But it's like a deck building roguelike. It's, it's insane. It's really, really good. Yeah. Dennis, I was so, I'm so bad at it. I never, And I never even realized how bad I was. Oh no! Yeah. So I basically because when I was when I thought you know oh, it'll be fun you know I can show I can show this off to people in the chat you know I'll, I'll play I'll play some games I'll, I'll I'll run through it a couple of times and and you know people people enjoy it because Magic players tend to like games like this so it's probably great. Everyone in the chat knew it way better than me, way way better. Way I felt like such an idiot because I'm like oh I'll take this card and like it was the equivalent honestly of being like I'll giant growth my creature main phase before I attack like that was what I was playing like that was the level at which I was playing because all the people in the chat were like oh no because if you take this card and then beat this boss get this relic and do this and I was like no but I like doing and they're like, a well, different game man it was it made me feel and I don't blame the people in the chat like they're just better at me in the game which is fine but like I felt so because my ex, it was expectation versus reality was so different I thought it'd come in there it was like a mid-level play you know oh we're going to draft a poison deck we're going to have to we'll draft a, a barricade deck it'll be sweet and then they're just like oh no because if you take this and then flex and then whirlwind and this and I was like okay well I'm so far out of my depth here it's not even funny so yeah uh, not uh, not probably not going to be streaming Slay the Spire anytime soon again Dennis no, no, no. that was uh, not very much fun I'm playing arena mate, genuinely. Oh, yeah, actual magic, actual I'm, magic. I, I, the I, I'm 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 diamond and limited. Whoa! Bump, bump, oh yeah. Whoa! Yeah. You've Bumping been, up against that mythic, yeah. You've been putting the hours, dude. Wow. That's that's very. I'm very. I'm legitimately impressed. Di- diamond, I'm, I'm like, and, diamond and diamond. I've been I've been I've been diamond in, in, in construct before. Nikki's been mythic in construct before. Yeah. But diamond and limited is time consuming. That's what I. That, like, I mean, I'm impressed by not only the like the win rate, not only the but also just the time that you've been putting in, dude. That's that's cool. Wow. That's well, why I want a triple Q, man. What's yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Give us give us those hot insights on Aquaria Limited, dude. Well, the hot insights are available from Ben Stark over at CFP Pro. Okay. <laughs> there you go. If you want to become a diamond uh, drafter like Dennis, CFP Pro, you can go and get across it there. No, sick. Um, uh, I draft a lot of four color. Is that good or bad? Bad. Is it bad? Uh, it's like fine. It's fine, right? But the fixing's so good. Yeah, but the removal's so good and the aggro's so good. Is and, it like, really? Giving your black red creatures triple menace is just really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, that's cool. That's sweet. Oh, well done. You're going to push to Mythic? Yeah, I mean, nice. uh, um, yeah, I think I think I'm diamond four right now, so I'm on the way. Nice. All right. Well, by next week we'll be on the podcast with a mythic, uh, a mythic. Um, I'm making it my goal. I'm making play. it my goal because there's only there's only eight days left in the season or whatever. So I gotta do I gotta do it by next you week. Gotta get that. Gotta get that extra. What is it? One pack and five hundred gold or whatever. Yeah, the, the reward is not there. <laughs> it's not there. Right. Right? You you as, you as as much as anyone knows the clout. Mm, the clout. The clout. That's it. We are we're sharking for clout here. Anyway, we're done for another week. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. It's been great to have your company for this episode of Smart. 
Um, as ever, please do send it. We're a bit a little light, light on the advice this week. Didn't get too many mm. questions. So if you've got, if you need advice on anything, uh, magic, even not magical aid, I guess we can, we can just, I mean, my brother, mother, my brother and me, it's, it's not, I mean, come on. Yeah. Also, like, send in all your Slay the Spire related questions, right? He's a, a, a landed expert on the Stone Cold expert on that as well. So yeah, no, anything at all. If there's just a topic you want to, you know, you want to hear, have Dennis and I take a sideways look, you know, with a bit of humorous observational comment or anything. Any correspondence at all is is gratefully uh, gratefully accepted and received. All right, it. don't make us sound that lonely, Jesus. Any correspondence any at correspondence, all. We're desperate and lonely, man. Please, anything yeah, at all. Please any, send any, send us your Nigerian prince help questions. Your you know your cocking your magic card enlargement pills. Anything you need. Anything at all. We'll we're like any form of human contact. We're desperate. We're desperate, man. Anyway, that's it for another week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you to Joachim Karad, of course, for the use of the theme song "Shine." Go and listen to his music. It's all free. Uh, most of it's free, anyway. I think. Uh, a lot of it's free. And uh, he's got an up on Spotify, which uh, which absolutely slaps, as the kids say. And thank you to Channel Fireball as well for uh, sponsoring this dumb podcast week in and week out. And Dennis, thank you to me. Because without this show, I wouldn't exist. The other way around. Whoop, wow, whoop, didn't mean to get existential up in here. Landed it, landed yeah. it. Without this show, Perfect. Riley wouldn't exist. Never Whoop. mind. Bye-bye, everybody. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>